in-depth and God-filled conversations with some of the brightest names in contemporary Christian music and worship. This is The Artist Interview with Gordon T. And welcome to this week's episode of The Artist Interview. I'm your host, Gordon T, and it's my absolute privilege and pleasure to scour the world of contemporary Christian music and to bring to you some artists with amazing stories and wonderful, wonderful music to share. And I'm really pleased that this week, for the very first time, we're welcoming to the show the wonderful Natalie Lane. And I've got to say, I'm a bit annoyed with Natalie, if I'm if I'm <laughs> frank, because this show format, it has, it has space for three tracks. And Natalie's picked three tracks, which are three solid tracks, but I'm wondering if I should change the show format so we have four in the future. Anyway, before we get to chat to Natalie, let's hear her first track, which many of you will already know, and the track, of course, is Amen. And that was Amen by the wonderful Natalie Lane. Hey, Natalie, how are you doing? I'm doing so good. How are you, Gordon? I'm really well. Thanks so much for joining us on the Artist Interview today. So, oh, actually, we took, we should talk about Amen. Before you give us your testimony, Amen, what a great track. And, <laughs> uh, and it's absolutely stormed all over the place. I think it's gone down really, really well. Uh, when you wrote it, why, why did you write it? Yeah, this, this one is so special to me. And it reminds me that songs can be written in a million different ways. They come from a million different places. Like I always think, you know, sometimes a song has to be ruminating for years and years before it, you know, really comes into fruition. But this one um, was just simply like, I started seeing the word amen everywhere. And I think, you know, we can pay attention to those moments because a lot of times God's trying to tell us something if he's putting the same thing everywhere. And so I started seeing that word everywhere and thought it was so interesting. And what it means is to, to, agree with something to say so be it let it be and I thought it'd be cool if we had a song that said amen to all the good things that God's still doing in the world I think we need that you know we can so easily agree with even without knowing we can agree with things that are discouraging and disappointing and and we need to be agreeing with the good and so um it was so funny we on the day we wrote it I was just driving out of my neighborhood and um, one of my neighbors had like just smiled and waved good morning to me. And I was like, that's such a little thing, but that kind of made my day. And it reminded me of like the kindness that people are still showing and the good that God's still doing. So I think um, even that song for me has been important for me to remember just all the good that God's doing and that we can say amen and agree with that. Amen to that. So, Amen. <laughs> absolutely. I, I love it. That's really great. It's a nice, it's a nice story. The little things as well. It's taking time to, yeah. to appreciate and go, oh, I, I can see God in the little things as, as well as the big things. And the little things really do add up as well, don't they? So it's, they do. it's great to spot them and be thankful in, that, in those they things. They do. So, it's cool. Okay. Yeah. So tell us your testimony. Oh, before, before you tell me your testimony, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something about, about Natalie Lane that you don't know. Okay. Which is which is this? You have I may I may be wrong. Maybe you know you've got a big fan base in Berlin. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Because I'm so because excited about that. This this show goes out on multiple stations or on multiple continents. And uh, when I was chatting with a station uh, out in Berlin, uh, they they they're carrying the show. Bless them, which is great. And they said, I said, I said to them, "Is there one artist you'd like me particularly to to have on the show?" Aww. And straight away they said. Natalie Lane, please. I'm like, no way. Cool oh. So you were there. You were their top choice. So, um, so I that thought I'd let you know. That is amazing. It is amazing. And I, it, when we've heard a bit more about your testimony, I'd love to know about how you feel about the fact your music is international now as oh, well. Man. But let's rewind. Let's rewind time <laughs> to start to start with with little Natalie. And you. I, I suppose I, I, I'm going to be rude and just ask, you, you, you're not that big now because you still look quite no, young to me. So how young are you, Natalie? <laughs> I'm 24 now. Okay, so so let's rewind time. I don't know, 20 years, whatever you want to start back to, to, sure. to your, your upbringing with your family and where Jesus fitted all into it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So I grew up in a family who loved Jesus and a family who loved music. So music was always around our house. And it was like, I mean, that's what I remember about my childhood. Like we would, um, we would be singing together every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, even, you know, this last Thanksgiving, we just had like, we were singing hymns of Thanksgiving. Like it's just always around our house. Um, A bunch of my family members play instruments. And so I just remember it always being around and um, my parents were really smart. They, um, they bought me a little keyboard when I was a toddler and they just put it on the fireplace at my level kind of, and didn't say anything about it. And they just let me discover it. And so I think they would have made me take piano lessons had they needed to, but it just so happened that I felt like I discovered this keyboard and it was so cool to like be playing different melodies and, it was just like I, I found this thing that I really loved. And so um, they were like, okay, well, I guess let's put you in piano lessons. <laughs> I look back now, I'm like, you're just so brilliant. That was a really good move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, clever, clever, because it all came from your side by accident. Totally. I was like, wow, <laughs> this is amazing, you know? And so they put me in piano lessons when I was three, and I just loved it, like begged to practice more. I, I wanted to be at the piano all the time. And so I kind of also say I grew up at the piano, like learning these classical pieces, learning some jazz, um, and then starting to play piano at church. And so was in, you know, involved with all of this like worship at church and both of my parents were worship leaders too. And um, so it was just always around, but what was really interesting about that was that um, when I was a teenager, I kind of had this moment of like, I was like oh, I like, I gave my life to Jesus when I was little, but now I'm realizing that you can't just say you love Jesus because your family does, you know, you, there has to be a moment where you make it your own. And for me, that was as a teenager. And I was like, I I had seen people at church really experience God and um, really hear from him. And I was like, I've never done that. Like I've never experienced him like that. I've never really heard his voice. And so like, is there something wrong? You know? started to ask all these questions as a teenager. And um, I think everybody gets to that point of like, we have to make a real decision for ourselves that we're going to follow Jesus. Especially, I think this is important for church kids who grow up and have to decide if they're going to stay in the church. And, um, and so I, I just started talking to the Lord and I was like, Lord, I need to experience you for real or I can't do this. Like I can't lie that I believe something that I don't. And so I said, God, would you just meet me, you know, really soon? Like I need this to happen. Um, and it just so happened. I was going to a conference at our church that week and um, just remember being totally like enveloped by the presence of the Lord. It felt like I was in the throne room with him just worshiping. And um, so I look back at that as like, that's when I really gave my life to the Lord. And once you experience him like that, it's never the same, you know, after that, it's like you, everything comes from that. And so I think God meets different people in different ways. Um, but all of us have to make that very personal decision. And I think specifically for church kids, like it's worth it to stay. Um, but we have to make that decision for ourselves. So that was kind of my, um, my real decision. And then ever since then, I've been following Jesus and, and writing songs for him. So. Wow. Okay. So you had, you had one of the, well, I suppose some people might say one of those moments, one of those <laughs> moments of encounter where you just knew, yeah. was, it, was it that moment you felt very much you understood God's love, you received it? How, how would you describe that moment? Yeah. I mean, I think I just encountered the Holy Spirit for the first time and it was, yeah, it was love. It was worship. It was, um, I mean, just feeling his real presence in a tangible way. And um, I think God's presence can be found anywhere. You know, a lot of people describe experiencing that just in their home or, you know, in their room, like asking God for him to come and show his love. But I think ultimately it just was the Holy Spirit because then I experienced the fruits of the spirit and all of those things like love, joy, peace, patience, like all of those things followed. It wasn't like one of those. It was just that the Holy Spirit came and then all these other things followed, you know? Um, so, and I love that that's available to anyone who asks, you know? That is pretty cool. In fact, 
It's very, yeah. very, <laughs> very cool. So we, it's great that God comes alongside us and doesn't leave us to struggle all the time by ourselves. I'm so thankful. So, and, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so family, you mentioned that your family love to sing um, together. And mm -hmm. uh, I know you've at least got, I think a brother and a sister. Is that right? I saw, I, yeah, cause, I, right. cause I saw on TikTok, you're doing a little, a little, little <laughs> dance. Oh, it wasn't TikTok. No, sorry. I, I don't go on TikTok. I don't know what I'm talking about. It was, it was Instagram. You're on Instagram doing some dance yeah. moves with, with your sister and your, totally. your brother was clearly not <laughs> as gifted at, at dancing. So I'm gonna no. So, well, he just dances to the beat of his own drum. Oh, uh, okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's fair enough. I think that's probably what I do as well. So, um, so tell me about your family. Who's, who's in your family? Yeah. So my mom and dad, um, who both play music and then I'm the oldest. And my brother is six years younger than me. And then my sister's 12 years younger than me. So we're all spread out. Um, wow. Yeah, which is actually, you know, people ask if we're close now and everything. And actually, we, we really are. And it's been a gift. Um, I think how God's really brought us together over time. My brother and I have always been best buddies. Um, and then now that my sister's older, we all really connect. So, um, yeah, so that's my immediate family. It's really sweet. That is very cool. And you're in you're in Nashville. So I am. Where, where are your family? So my brother just moved to Nashville. And so he's the only one that's here. And the whole rest of my family are in Colorado in the mountains. So, okay. yeah. Are they skiers? They are. Yeah. My dad and, and brother and okay. sister ski. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So, so your brother has turned up in Nashville. Yes. Is that because he God. just missed you too much? So he wanted to be with you? That's what I like to think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so why has he turned up in Nashville? No, the reality is he, um, he wanted to go to school and study animation. He's a great artist oh. and wants to be a filmmaker. And so, um, so he's here in Nashville studying for that. Is Nashville a hub for animation? I, it, I didn't know that. I didn't think it was either, but it's growing. It's obviously LA is, is a hub for that. Atlanta is growing. And then I guess Nashville is growing as well, but um, they have a, some amazing programs at the schools here and so, and great professors. And so that's kind of why he moved just to start learning and, and hopefully the scene will grow with it. Okay. Well, it's, it's a worldwide plug right away for Nashville. It's a it great is. center of excellence for <laughs> animation. It so, is. Okay. It is. But, it, but it is definitely a, a, just the center of the Christian music universe. Yes. So it's clearly, I'm going to guess yeah. the reason that, that you moved there. So, so, well, what age was it when you had this encounter with God and the Holy Spirit? I was uh, 13. 13. So you yeah. mentioned that after that came sort of the, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, mm -hmm. and peace. Does that mean that before that age and before that point, you would say you were struggling to have peace and joy? I would totally say that, yeah. Yeah, I think um, particularly just in those couple, maybe a year or so before I had that encounter, like um, – I was just noticing, you know, things about my own heart and my own life that, that didn't reconcile with each other. You know, like I, I wanted to experience God this way. I wanted to read his word and feel like I was, you know, gaining wisdom, gaining peace, you know, learning about the character of God. And I didn't feel like any of those things came alive to me. And so I think there was, there was even a joy in the gospel that was missing, um, before this encounter. And so um, what I think is amazing is God literally tells us about this. He's like, you know, <clears throat> Jesus came, lived and died. And he said, it's actually better that I go because then you can have the Holy Spirit. Everybody can all at once at the same time. And so, yes, you know, we miss Jesus, but we get to have this Holy Spirit all the time. And I think that's the thing that was missing. Um, and I think we just, we, we just need to ask, you know, he, he really loves when we ask for, um, for God to be with us, you know, and I'm reminded of that even here going into Christmas, like Emmanuel is God with us and that's all he's ever wanted to do. And, um, when we ask for that, that's actually coming into, into alignment with the will of God, his, his will is to be with us. And so, um, all we have to do is ask and keep asking. I think we never grow out of needing God, you know, um, but it changes everything in your life. And, and I would say the difference before and after was so noticeable. Okay. So did he, do you feel he set a new trajectory for you from that point on? Oh yeah, for sure. Everything was different. Okay. So yeah. what decisions were you making that led you then into 
worship leading. I mean, I guess was one of the things that maybe came. I don't know what time, what age you started mm -hmm. doing that. Uh, but but church and all the rest of it, and just God being central, and the music side. How how did, at what point? What decisions were made? How did God guide you in that? Yeah. So I I can't remember a time when I didn't know I was going to do music in some way. I like even being little. I was like, this is really. This is kind of the only thing I'm good at. Like, I should probably do this, you know, um, or this is the thing I'm best at. And so I knew it was going to be music in some capacity. So after I started really following Jesus, like, um, I started thinking, well, maybe the best option for me is to be a worship pastor. Like, maybe I should start moving toward that. And I was already leading worship a little bit at at church. and We had several different worship teams. And so I helped lead the kids worship and, the you know high school worship. And so I was already kind of doing that, but I started going, okay, you know, I want to serve the Lord and serve the church with this musical gift. So maybe I should either, I thought I would either be a worship pastor or a music teacher. Um, and, but there was always this thing in me of like, no, you need to be an artist. Like you need to, these songs, I had just started writing songs as well. And actually just started writing songs right out of scripture. So I would take the words and just put a melody to them. And so I thought, you know, I really, I could just be a songwriter. I could write songs for the church. That'd be great. But there's something in me that was like, no, you need to be the one carrying these songs. And so um, as I, you know, I kind of went through high school doing a lot of worship leading. I got a lot of experience in that. And then when it was time to pick a college, that was kind of the turning point of like, <clears throat> like I, I knew I wanted to study music and theology. And one of the best places to do that was in Nashville. I came to a school called Belmont University. And um, everybody, once I got to school, was really encouraging of like, you need to probably, <laughs> probably try the artist thing at least. And so, um, I'm so grateful because I really, I think that was God's plan the whole time, but um, kind of trained me up in these other ways. And I still love leading worship and get to do that some, but um, being an artist has been the thing. So. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. It's really exciting. It is. It's crazy. So, so was it a university people start, started to say to you, you could do this, you could be an artist and you believed actually, oh, okay. These people are experienced as saying actually I, I should. Mm -hmm. so yeah. I'm, I'm interested then. Once, once you think you can do something, it's a big difference between, oh, I believe this could happen and actually it happening because <laughs> you were signed to Centricity, what was yes. February 2023? Yeah, uh, December 22. So around, yeah, that time. Does it, oh, well, there you go. So even, <laughs> even earlier than I thought. Yeah, so, about um, a year ago now. So, but, okay. Yeah. yeah, about about a year ago. So, um, so, so for the people at home who might be listening at some stage in the future, we, we're chatting <laughs> in basically December, December twenty twenty three. So, um, okay. So, so people are believing in you, saying you could do something. A lot of people probably have a gift set where people might go, "Oh, yeah, you could be really good, or you could do this or that," and it just never happens. Yeah. But, for you, it, from where I'm sitting here in the UK, it, <laughs> it really feels like it's happening. So um, it is happening. So so tell me about when. So when when was it that people first said you you should you should try the artist route? You know, I think I was about 18. Actually, my parents were the first to say maybe we should record a few songs and see what happens. You know, um, and so my parents were the first, and then came to college and it was a thing that you know you really have to believe for yourself because it was kind of like you know a lot of people are trying to do this especially in Nashville like it's so concentrated with like everybody wants to be an artist and how would I stick out like that doesn't make sense you know um and so it was I would say several years then of actually believing no I have something unique to offer um and like this could actually happen and so people always say it when you get to Nashville, they say, this is about a five-year town or a 10-year town, meaning it'll take five to 10 years for you to actually break as an artist. And I used to think that was so long. God, that seems like a long time. Like that couldn't possibly be right. But here I am I'm about five years to the day that I signed my record deal. Um, six years now that I've been in Nashville. And um, I mean, all of it was so God guided. Um, specifically like getting us through the COVID years where musicians couldn't perform at all. And so um, 
it really, it's funny because it, it appears like it happened so fast from the outside, but really it's been six years of, you know, putting in the work and God just aligning one opportunity at a time um, so that we could be here. So it's interesting. So you mentioned COVID years. So, which obviously were a terrible career stopper for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. What, what did you do during your time in COVID? So in 2020, I was graduating um, from college and (laughs) had all these plans, you know, to go on tour and release music and basically all that got canceled. So it caused me to reevaluate, like, what do I really want to do here? Like, um, could there be anything else for me in the music world? And, and I decided if there's anything else I want to do, I would love to teach music at the college level. Um, cause I just think you learn so much in college about who you are and, um, what kind of music you want to make. And so to teach at that level, you need a master's degree. So I said, well, I'm not performing right now. I could go back to school and, and keep going. And so I stayed in school and I got my, um, got my master's degree in piano and, um, so that's what I was up to during COVID, but it was actually the greatest gift because it gave me like two years in the practice room, basically to like just hone my skills and write a lot of songs. And that's when I started posting videos as well. And those really helped, you know, the songs get to people. And um, so it ended up being a real gift in a place that I thought, you know, this is, this is the worst. (laughs) Everything got canceled, you know, but God, as he does, turned it for good. So it's cool to look back on. It it worked out really well. And I would like to make a comment about your videos. Mm. So, you know, listeners, you've got to go and do this. Get onto YouTube <laughs> and, and pop onto to Natalie's channel and have a look at the videos. What I love about your videos, Natalie, is it doesn't feel like you're just singing songs at people. It really feels like you're singing to me when I watch. I'm like, I'm like, I just, I just love having like those beautiful words and lyrics sung, and the way you sing, and you sort of look across and you smile, and then you carry on playing. It, it doesn't feel like a, a staged performance. I know I'm sure there's an awful lot that goes into making each of those, sure. but it, it just feels like there's that, just it's a beautiful, peaceful, just focused on this, not trying to be over flashy. Uh, you just just singing from your heart and i thank just love so them much. so um oh, so i think they're, they're really they're kind of i think they're kind of unique and your and your warmth really comes through them so i'll definitely oh, encourage people you. to go and, and and check them all out talking of youtube though i did go and check out stuff in fact i, I often when i'm talking to artists go and try and find the oldest stuff i can find about them because sure. it's always interesting where they've been from and so on youtube i found some, some stuff that was you playing with natalie lane no, 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 you are Natalie. What am I saying? Alyssa Newton. <laughs> you were, yeah, Natalie, you were playing Natalie. Stranger fans wanted the same name. No. Wow. <laughs> Alyssa Newton. Do you remember Alyssa Newton? Yeah. So you played in the, yes. in the Boulevard record store um, and uh, and then you chatted about it afterwards. And and uh, it had it had three likes, which I don't know if they were your family or mm-hmm. something, and no comments at all. Probably so, my family, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which, which I, I, maybe I should pop on there and give it a like because I liked it as well. But it, but it, sure. it, I guess my comment is not about that one not having very much traction. It's about sure. the process of change. Suddenly you're putting out a video yeah. and it's going to get a lot of views and a lot of comments and a lot of likes. And you've got this sphere of influence that's growing in an amazing way. Crazy. It is crazy. How, how, how do you manage your feelings and expectation and pressure and being honest and real, transparent, mm. all these yeah. different things that having a platform puts in front of you and can really change you as well. What are you doing? What are you doing to, to work through that? Oh, that's such a great question, man. And it, cause it's something that we grapple with every day, like, and we don't get to talk about a lot. So thank you for the question. Um, I think one of the things, honestly, like you're talking about is, going back and remembering where we came from even just a few years ago. That wasn't that long ago. Um, that, that video with, with my dear friend, Alyssa, like four years, um, four years ago. Yeah. Like that's kind of unbelievable to think about. And in that time in our lives, you know, we didn't know if we were going to make it. We didn't know what was going to happen. Like, but we were just playing music because we loved it. And um I think one of the hardest things for me has been to not lose that. I really don't want to lose the like 
I play music because I love music and I love, um, you know, just music for the sake of what it is. And it, it connects me with the Lord. It connects me with people. And um, I used to always say, you know, even if it's just a few people who are deeply impacted by this song, I'd way rather it go deep than go wide. And um, I still believe that. And now that it's going wide, I'm like fighting to not lose the depth, you know? Um, And I think that that will always be maybe a challenge, but I think it's a good challenge because it reminds us there's tension between like us just playing music in our bedroom, you know, (laughs) and the scale that it can, um, that it can be, but I'm so grateful. Like when I look at those kinds of videos, I'm like, God has done so much and it reminds you how much you can't do on your own. Um, So I think it's just mainly like making sure our mindset is right, making sure our heart is right of like, we didn't do this on our own. We can't do this on our own going forward. And, um, you know, every day I have to keep that. Um, So I don't know. I think I'm figuring it out as we go but mainly just keeping my heart in the right place and, and really staying grateful and staying as humble as we can. Um, it's tricky, but we're learning as we go. Yeah. Yeah. That, make, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And, and I'm, I'm shows like mine are part of the equation as well that put more pressure on you to perform because I always want the no. next song to be your best next song. I mean, oh, I, I do I'm, too. Yeah. I'm, yeah I, I'm sorry for that, but also, you know what I mean? It's crazy, but um, no. I, let's think about centricity for a moment. So, sure. so your record label, uh, how do they fit into the whole thing? Because sometimes when people get signed by a record label, I've noticed that their back catalog just like disappears off of Spotify. They're, totally. Everything's being remanicured and um, put together in a, a, a new package. But looking at you, it seems like you've got your you've got your 2020 album sitting there, and as far yeah. as I'm aware, it hasn't been hit with a a, a big bomb by your record <laughs> label. So, wrecking so, ball. <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still there. So so <clears throat> does that does that mean it's interesting in you are more collaborative? What's the relationship yeah. like with them? It is. It's an amazing relationship, and. It's when I talk about it, people are like, how did this happen? Like, what, how is it so good? Because I have so many friends who, you know, signed with their record label and it just went really poorly or they felt like they didn't have any creative control as an artist. And um, I was honestly scared of that um, signing. And I had thought maybe I'd be independent forever and I'd just be an artist that way. And um really after I graduated from grad school, I was kind of like, you know, I, everything was going great at that point. Like we were, you know, reaching people through these videos and um, it was going well, but I was like, you know, the kicker for me was like, I'd really love to start um, reaching people through radio. And I'd really love to have like a wider, you know, audience in that way. And um, so to do that, excuse me, in Christian music, at least to do that, you need a record label. And so, <clears throat> so I started um, just asking around, looking around and, and had all these meetings with labels and really Centricity was the one who said, you know, we love your vision and what you're doing and whatever your vision is, we would just want to do that. And the like genuineness and humility that they were showing in that was unlike anyone else. Like it was it floored me, you know, to be like, wow, these people really genuinely believe in it. And that's what matters the most. And so I decided to sign with them and and wanted to see if they'd hold to that promise. You know, you never know once things really start growing and what's going to happen, but our relationship has just continued to be, um, they are just the most genuine people. And it's, it's shocking in an industry that can be, um, not that way. Um, but yeah, they've, they've just been so kind and, and they see how those older songs, like the ones from 2020, um, are, they still matter to people. People still listen. Um, I still play them at my live shows. And so they want people to go and listen. And, um, so even though amen is our first project together and that's what we're really kind of pushing forward right now, um, they see the whole story. And um, so I've been really grateful for that. That does sound really cool. So yeah, did, did you approach them and say, I want to come to a meeting with you? Or did someone 
from Strictly already know you or how did that come about? Yeah, so I had played a showcase at Belmont when I was at school there where um, the school essentially just picks a few songwriters to share their songs with the school. And I had thought, what a fun thing for the school to do together and all of my classmates will come. Turns out all the labels also came to it. And so after that showcase, I had every label reach out for meetings. And so that was kind of the catalyst, but that happened in 2019 was the showcase. And so centricity was one that really kept reaching out even through COVID. And, and so we talked for, um, for three years before we signed. Um, but it was so good to get to know them for that long too. Yeah. And that's, that's, yeah. that's taking your time carefully yes but, but oh, you, yeah. you knew the people a bit better so that meant you were a bit yes. more confident as well so that's that's great and i've got to say they are an amazing record label who who are your stable mates yeah so um they have lauren daigle on their roster they have chris renzema who i love um jason gray has been there probably the longest um brandon heath and lots more but those are some listeners might know yeah and someone called katie something Katie Nicole. Katie yes. Nicole. <laughs> Do not want to miss her out? It's a, it's a wonderful roster. Run, wonderful roster of, of artists. So, um, yeah. uh, so have you been going out on the road with various people? In fact, do you just go out on the road, just people just from your label, or do you go across to other labels as well? Who have you been on the road with? That's my actual question. <laughs> I love the question. Yeah, um, definitely across labels. Um, it's pretty rare that we would go with someone from our same label, but that's fun when we do get to. Um, I've been on the road quite a bit, but um, most of it has been like a weekend at a time or a week at a time, you know, just little kind of short tours. Um, and so this year I've, I've had two full tours. One was with a group called Sela, who has been doing music for 30 years and their fans are amazing. And we just had such a great tour. And then I just got off um, a full tour with Danny Goki and Austin French. And it was just the best. It was so much fun. Austin French is a very funny guy. And in fact, actually, I think Danny Goki is quite funny. So I think that would be a hoot being, being on tour with those two. It was hilarious. And <laughs> everyone that came on the road with us was so kind and also hilarious. And we just had such a great time. And I think it, it was a great concert. It was kind of a great pairing of of the three of us. So we had the best time. That was a two month long tour. And so um, we're just coming off of that now and um, just such great memories from the year. Very, very cool. So we've got another track to play from you. The track's called Fragile. Can you tell us yeah. all about Fragile? So this one is funny too, because um, like I said, some songs, you know, are kind of, you're working on them for years. And this one was not like that at all. This was in the middle of when I was writing for my project and I knew that, you know, God had kind of called me to write a bunch of songs about joy because um, I just believe it's time for the people of God to have joy again. And I wanted to like put that into songs. I think we need songs of joy. And so I was kind of in the middle of writing for that. And at a certain point, when you write a lot of songs, you hit a little bit of writer's block, you know, not, <laughs> not even in the sense of like, I still wanted to write. It wasn't that I didn't, um, but I just plain was out of ideas. You know, <laughs> it's like, I think that I've written all that I had, you know, in mind for this project, but still need a few more. And that's a hard place to be in as an artist, because you want to come into the studio and be the one giving vision and, and talking about, you know, things in your life you want to write about. And I said, I think we've written about all of those. <laughs> and so came into the studio one day and, was co-writing with two of my friends and um, one of them, Paul Duncan, who's just a brilliant writer and has written a lot with Lauren Daigle and, and similar artists. Um, he was like, well, I had just a couple ideas, you know, and he's going through them. He said, this word fragile kind of, I don't know, stuck out to me. And I was like, whoa. And it, it was crazy because when he said that it kind of unlocked a whole um, new set of ideas for me. Um, as I was saying, you know, fragile is such a cool, words such a cool way to think about um this and what if we talked about it in a way that was like you know it's not that god takes something fragile and just fixes it right away 
but he actually knows how to hold fragile things and he knows how to take them through from beginning to end. And he knows how to use them and use their cracks to actually shine his light through. And, um, and I've seen that in my own life. And so I think it kind of just brought up different things um, for us to write about. And so we wrote the whole song fragile in that morning and, um, it was, yeah, it was just so special because even the ideas of a friend kind of, it just unlocked this whole thing for me. So it was a cool way to write the song and then see how people have reacted to it and have said, man, when I feel fragile, I know there's someone who can hold me. You know how to hold something fragile. Fragile by Natalie Lane, and I'm so pleased that Natalie is still with us for the artist interview. Natalie, thanks so much for all you've shared. It's been great getting to know you a little bit, uh, sharing a little bit of your journey. If you'd be happy right now to pray for listeners, that'd be wonderful. I would love to. Thanks, Gordon. God, right now, I just want to thank you for the opportunity um, to be together in this way. Lord, thank you for um, the thank you for the technology that allows us to even be speaking right now. And God, I'm just aware that you're over all things, that you are sovereign over all, that you are high and lifted up and that you can never lose your place. And God, I just thank you for who you are. And we want to say that um, we acknowledge who you are. Lord, right now, I know that you see every person where they're listening and thank you that you are over all the details of their life, that you have um that you have organized and orchestrated every detail from beginning to the end. And Lord, wherever they find themselves right now in the middle of that story, I just ask that you would shower them with peace right now, that you would wrap them up with your love like a warm blanket, and that you would have them know that they are so loved by you, that there is a hope and a future in their life, and that you're not done with their story right now, that you know how to hold them, in the way that they need, you know, every detail of their personality and their mind and their life. And so you can speak to them and you can breathe into their life in a way that only you can. And so God, we ask that you would do that, that you would actually um, begin to form new things, that you would do miracles, that you would uh, breathe just new hope and a new future into their life. I thank you for who they are. Thank you that they're here, that they're still here. And thank you for your great love for them. Lord, I just ask that you would tune their ears and tune their heart to know who you are today, to give their life to you if they haven't yet, and to know how good you really are. Lord, we love you and we bless you today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, Natalie. Of course. Um, wow, what a, what a journey you've been on for someone who's 24, uh, now with a worldwide audience and singing about the Creator of the universe and it's i find it exciting to to hear a bit about your journey and to listen to your music which i love but i tell you what else i find exciting is that every day when we wake up we can be grateful and thankful for the fact that god is cheering us on that's the thing god's cheering us on is it can I, you I'm, believe I'm, that you you mentioned about god's love in 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 your prayer and it hit me i'm just like yep you know what god's love is astounding and yeah. when i wake up in the morning and i oh my wife and i will always start our morning by being thankful and saying thank mm-hmm. you for something because you can be going through some really tricky stuff and yeah yeah but pausing to give thanks stuff is it's just so important anyway mm-hmm. we'll come to that i would think in a moment but um <laughs> so so uh your ep your ep's out isn't it yeah yeah when did that when did that come out um the full ep came out in september okay so a few months ago now how how have you found the reaction to that oh it's been amazing it is funny because we kind of we put out two songs, Amen and, and Don't Want to Know, and then we put out the full EP. And um, I've just been so grateful at the way the songs came together to kind of, you know, hopefully convey this whole message of joy. And that's what people have mostly said that they've received from it is like even listening in their cars to a song like Amen or a song like Grateful For, 
um, there's just a joy about it that's kind of contagious. And I love that because um, it shows the way that God can speak through music and the way that the Holy Spirit can bring joy to people through music. And so um, that's been my whole prayer for this project is just that it would just kind of bring all this joy to people that maybe they didn't even know they needed. Um, and it's been so cool to see that that's happening. Yeah, absolutely is the case. I think you're bringing joy. And and that <laughs> brings me full circle back to the start of the interview where I said how much you'd annoy me because we only had we only <laughs> had space for three tracks and we are going to break yeah. the rules. We're going to right now just here, just because you mentioned it, we're going to just hear a little bit of all joy. I count it all joy when I run into trouble. I count it all good when the bad days come. And that was just a snippet of all joy. What a fantastic track. I absolutely love it. I couldn't, I could not include it somewhere, Natalie, but you know. I, I love it. You make the rules. We, we're going to have to change the rules, mix it up a little bit. So, um, but anyway, that, that, that is, all joy is a beautiful song as well. So, so people who've enjoyed the EP though, I think there's, there's some news coming out for this December, isn't there? Is there a piano version of the EP? Yes. Yes. So we're doing the whole EP as piano versions. So there's six songs. Um, that we did, you know, the regular versions, and now we're doing them just me and the piano. So that's been a really special thing. Well, that that, that was what first hooked me into your music was listening to you just with, on your piano on on YouTube, and I'm going, ah, oh, this is brilliant. So um, so how cool to I'm I'm <laughs> sorry I, for every musician who's worked in all your work. I, I love what you've done as it. well because it's great having the full things, but but the paired Thank back you. things as well. It's is having both options. What 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 a fantastic idea. Love it. So yes, that's yes. that's great. Okay. So if people want to connect with you, where do they find you? They can find me almost anywhere these days. Just search Natalie Lane. So that's Natalie with an L A Y N E. That's a little tricky part. Um but on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, I post little um snippets of my songs as I'm writing them so people can kind of be in the songwriting process you can give your thoughts as we go um and then there's full videos on youtube and um if you want to listen to the music anywhere else on spotify apple music amazon wherever you listen it's all there okay and funding wise uh, i've mentioned it before on the show people say spotify's uh, rubbish for our artists because you don't make much money from it unfortunately that's true yeah. so if people go to your <laughs> if people go to your website um what's what's the uh -huh. web address nataliealane.com nice and easy nataliealane.com is, is there a store where they can go and buy merch and support you that way yes they can go buy merch we have some really awesome amen sweatshirts that i just live in these days and um the music is linked on centricity's website as well if they want a physical copy of the cd there you go physical copy sounds good to me so okay so yeah. <laughs> do, do you ship do you ship to europe we do okay in that case that's sorted that's a done deal um <laughs> so and and this this coming season what do you think god has for you what's the thing that god wants to stretch you in personally what's what's the area of your character that is going to be saying you know what natalie you, you and i we've got to work on some things what's he going to be chatting about with you i love it because that's always happening right it is um well Right now, I'm kind of in an interesting spot because we just came off of this two-month tour. So I'm home, and it feels so good to be home in Nashville. And um, so I think the first thing is just some pretty deep rest that's happening. You know, we're kind of pulling back and um, just doing a few things a day. And that's been really great for kind of these few weeks before the Christmas season. And um, so I think that, yeah, he's just going to going to pour some rest into me and get me all ready for what he has next year. And, you know, I'm aware more than ever after coming off the road, how much this music can mean to people. And, um, you know, we talk about how it can, it can change somebody's life. And that always used to feel like big language to me. Like that's a big, a big word to say it can save someone's life, but it's actually God can do that through this music. He really can, you know, he can do anything. And, um, so I want to make sure that that my heart is rested and ready for whatever he wants to do going into next year. So I'm excited about it all and and just taking it one day at a time. Yeah. Yeah. The worst thing would to be 
to run dry, to keep on pushing, 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 giving out and not to go into receive mode. You've got to receive from God to yeah. get more of his love in there to give out of it. Okay, that, that makes absolutely. sense to me. Have you, yeah. so you mentioned about the music can be life-changing and I absolutely totally sign up for that. I think it really can be. Have you had any um, people who've been at your shows or, or feedback from people listening to your music saying how it's impacted them? Can you share some stories of that? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just reminded, even as you're saying that the ones that have really impacted me, like are above and beyond what I ever thought could happen. Um, there have been a couple people recently, and I mean, this is a heavy thing, but there have been a couple people recently who come up to me and said, you know, before I came here tonight, I really, I felt hopeless. I felt like there wasn't a life for me anymore. A couple people have said they they had plans to take their life, and and now God somehow um, just awakens them in a new way through through this music, and and it kind of made them believe again, and made them have this hope again that's like real and tangible. And and so when we say that it can save a life, like that's a real thing. Like they're still here because God impacted them in this way. And it's just an honor to be a part of like, what in the world, <laughs> how could this happen? You know? Um, but really we can only point to a God who cares for them so much that he would bring them to the right place at the right time to hear exactly what they need to hear in that moment. And to know that there is so much hope um, that they can, you know, they can hang their, they can hang their hopes on him and, um, to really know that he takes care of them after that from that moment on um, is amazing. Yeah. It, it, I, I think it is. I think it's it, People will look back on those encounters in whether they, whether they're streaming the music online or whether they're in, in the room, listening to you and they go, Oh, that's the moment that I knew that there was hope for me. So it's, it's a wonderful, amazing. wonderful ministry. Crazy. That you're invited. It is absolutely yeah. mind blowing that that's happening. Let's just think about the Bible for a moment. Obviously, underpinning this, we, we want to make sure we're grounded Love it. in God's word. What, what, <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite Bible story and why? Oh, that's a great question. Um, favorite Bible story. I spend a lot of time in the Psalms because it only makes sense. I'm a songwriter, you know, the Psalms are songs. Um, but I find it so interesting to attach those Psalms to what was happening to David when he wrote them. A lot of times it was David writing them. Um, like, you know, he might be in the middle of a battle. He might be being sought out by some, you know, King. He was sought out by salt, like all these things that were happening in his life. And his response is always so interesting to me. So those are kind of some of the things that I'm like tossing around lately are like, what are my, what's my response when something really hard happens to me? And maybe I could use these Psalms even as a way to pray in those places. And um, so I find it all really interesting. And David's one of my favorite characters in the Bible for that reason, because he kind of goes through um, such ups and downs. Like he's on a roller coaster over here. And um, <laughs> just his response to the Lord um, is really inspiring and I think can help us a lot. So that's kind of where I am these days. It's a great place to be. So because Psalms yeah. love it. Uh, you, you, you mentioned up, ups and downs. So mm. while you've been on tour, what, what are the things that have been most yeah. challenging? Mm. This is interesting because this, this tour with Danny Goki and Austin French was my first full bus tour. Okay. So we're on a bus with, you get on this bus with strangers the first day <laughs> and it's like, there's a lot that comes with that. You know, you're, you're not sleeping in your own bed for a long time. You're um, getting to know these people while you're roommates essentially, you know? <laughs> and so, um, so it was, that was just a lot of, of new for me. And I was doing a lot on the tour as well. I was, um, I got to open for Danny and then I also played keys in his band. Oh, and so, yeah, so it was a really cool experience, but that made for a long night. Cause of course, you know, after the show, I love to, I stay and talk to people as long as people want to be there. And I just, I love it all. So it made a long day for sure. But, um, and then getting back on a bus, that's not your real bed, you know? So it was just a lot of new for me. And some people are so used to that over time, you know, you really, um, kind of settle into it, but, 
um, it was a lot of new things and, and day by day it kind of felt more normal and those people felt like family and, um, I started sleeping better on the bus. It's actually pretty nice. It kind of rocks you to sleep, you know, oh, as you're driving. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. So, um, yeah, just the challenge of all of it at once. But, um, you know, God really sustained us through all that too. Okay. So um, it was a um, great time. What was your favorite moment about touring then? Oh, man. I really, I think just the people. It is, it's crazy how when you, when you play a show, you know, you, you see the people in that place for one day. You know, you might might get to have some good conversations with the people at the venue or um, the people, you know, who come see the show. But, um, you know, we we really did kind of create this family on the road who, you know, they're they're all you have when you're out there with without your actual family. You know, so um, the relationships created on that tour were definitely my favorite part. And I think, you know, we want to tour together again because it was so much fun. So. That was the best part to take away. That is very, very cool to be able to go. I I know I've been on camping trips with people that I really, really like, but by the end of the camping trip, I'm also quite happy to come home. Of course. (laughs) But that's great. Okay. We've got time for just one last track from you. The track is called Grateful For. Tell us all about Grateful For. Oh, this is one of my favorites because it just reminds me day to day that, you know, there are so many, as, as you say, so many little things to be grateful for. I think a lot of the time we look to God for big things as we should, we should look to him for miracles and powerful things. And, you know, we're asking for the big thing. Um, and that's awesome. We should do that. But I think even more often, um, God meets us in a million little things throughout every day. And if we have the eyes to see those and they really do add up, you know, to maybe, some big things in their own right but if we can see those things i think it changes our perspective a lot and that's honestly what i find every time i come to the lord is um he's consistently changing my perspective to see the way he sees and i think that gratitude is a lot of times the key to that i'll take a look That was Grateful For by Natalie Lane and how wonderful it was to meet Natalie today on the Artist of Interview. We're so grateful for her time with us and the beautiful music and stories that she shared. And of course, there are many other interviews that you can find. Just hop onto your favourite podcast platform and search up The Artist Interview. It's the one with the red logo. Uh, and also to say, please, if you enjoyed it, share it with a friend, pass the blessing on, leave a review, maybe give it five stars if you liked it that much, that is. And I look forward to joining you on the next episode of The Artist Interview. God bless you. You've been listening to The Artist Interview, a Hope FM podcast. Find us at hopefm.com forward slash The Artist Interview.